0: Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice.
1: Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end.
0: But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best.
2: Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here.
0: REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office
3: independently owned and operated. Episode 95 of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Trial starts this week going to be a wild one. Let's start the show.
2: We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity.
3: You and I as citizens have the obligation to shape the debates of our time not only with the votes we cast, but with the voices
2: we lift.
1: The people are looking for honest answers, not easy answers. The very word secrecy is repugnant. Clear leadership. And we are as a people. Not false claims and evasiveness and politics as usual. Opposed to secret society. But ours is a nation secret of the battle, not the bullet. And a secret As a people, we cannot afford to let any group of citizens or any individual citizen live or labor under conditions which are injurious to the Commonwealth. Black.
3: You know, one note on the Super Bowl. The game is won and lost on the offensive line. Now, I, I'm not taking anything away from Tom Brady. Uh, I know that many people who listen to this show probably think he's too conservative. I don't know who he voted for. I don't really care. The guy is the greatest quarterback of all time. There's just no denying it at this point. Seven Super Bowl rings. I love Joe Montana, but come on, seven? That's three more. <laughs> that's a, That's a lot and doing it on two different teams is also kind of spectacular. Uh especially given all the praise that was given to Bill Belichick over the last couple of years and frankly, uh I don't know how deserved that is. Let's see if Bill Belichick ever wins another Super Bowl again. Uh Tom Brady has proven now that he could win without Bill Belichick. Uh Bill Belichick needs to do the same and I I don't know that that's going to happen frankly. Um You know, I mean, I I just think that it's Tom Brady was a special kind of player, uh, a leader, and it wasn't just about his ability on the field, but was the work ethic he brought to the game. Those of you who know me and who've listened to this show for years know that I played football in college. You know, I was I was a kicker, I wasn't the quarterback, but uh, I know what goes into that game. And watching a great player like Mahomes being chased all around the field yesterday. Because he had no tackles, offensive linemen, right? The the His two starting right and left tackle were both injured. So they had substitute players in that position. Those are two of the most important positions on the field. If you don't believe me, watch the movie The Blind Side. It'll, it'll show you how important that is. Um, You know, when you lose those two players, and even with a talented quarterback like Mahomes, you're going to have a hard time. And quite frankly, his receivers didn't help him out. Um, there were many times where the guy was running for his life and he was miraculously got the ball off and it would hit these guys in the head and they wouldn't catch it happened at least three times, including one that would have went for a touchdown, would have totally put them back in the game. Uh, I also thought they got uh, a little, they were on the wrong side of too many calls in the first half, especially when they were on defense and that, 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 you know, in a Super Bowl, some of those calls were kind of questionable if you ask me. And I think the refs were too involved with the game. So, uh, that's my review of the Super Bowl. I thought the halftime show was weird. Um, I've always thought the weekend was a little weird. I like that one song he has. I didn't understand. I mean, I look, I get it. That wasn't for me. I'm a Gen Xer. It was for the millennials. Uh, and uh, I guess millennials love the guy. Um, I just thought it was strange. I mean, I don't I don't know what to make of it. Uh, those guys had bandages on their head, but they kind of look like jockstraps. I, I don't know. And one last thing, um, I think that we can show the streakers. Uh, if somebody runs across the field, you know, it seemed to me to be a big event. Uh, this guy running across the field, he made it all the way the goal line, end to end. Uh, the game was kind of boring at that point. Show it. Uh, so you know that's my that's my review of the game itself. You know, I'm not going to take anything away from Tom Brady. I, I think Tom Brady's a great. Quarterback, one of the all-time great quarterbacks. Probably the all-time great quarterback. I know there's a lot of debate. Is he the greatest athlete of all time? I don't know that he's the greatest athlete of all time. I don't know how you would judge that across sports. He is absolutely one of the greatest athletes of all time. Uh, One of the greatest team sport. Probably, I mean, I would put him up there with Derek Jeter as far as a team sport leader. Uh, But I think the quarterback position is much more important than the shortstop on a baseball team. But Derek Jeter was just this intangible, this winner that changed. You know, it, it didn't just change the game. He brought like this work ethic that rubbed off on the entire team. And there is evidence for this with Tom Brady that you don't really get with Jeter because Jeter was part of the Yankees. The Yankees were champions the entire time he was there. Uh, Tom Brady was with uh, the with you know, the Patriots organization, which wasn't a great organization. I mean, they, they'd they had some minor success before he got there, but they weren't, they were basically in the doldrums before he took over. He takes over as quarterback. They win six Super Bowls and they go to nine Super Bowls in his career. And now he, he goes to Tampa Bay, which was probably the worst team in the league last year. And he turns the whole thing around. They win the Super Bowl. I mean, you know if that ain't evidence that this guy had an impact not just on you know you know stepping into that role and being the you know a great quarterback in that role but his work ethic rubbed off on the rest of the team allowing them to rise to the level they rose to and and that's an amazing thing in sports and i know that this isn't a sports show and i'm looking at my clock here i've already gone on for 5 minutes about the super bowl but it's a major event um a major event i i uh, you know I'm, I'm Dubious on why we needed to have 25,000 people there. I am, you know, worried that a lot of those parties that we saw on TV uh, were just the tip of the iceberg. I'm sure there were a lot of Super Bowl parties. I, for one, did not have a Super Bowl party. I generally have 80 people at my house for Super Bowl Sunday. It's a party that my wife and I have thrown every year with two exceptions. One when my daughter was born, um, you know, this the Super Bowl immediately after when she was born. She was a December baby, and it's Super Bowl in January. You don't want to have. 80 people in your house, 100 people in your house. And then once I actually had the fortune to go to a Super Bowl uh, when the Giants played the Patriots back in uh, 2012, and uh, I went to that game, which the Giants beat Tom Brady. Uh, Eli Manning uh, and, and gang beat Tom Brady in that game. And uh, one of the greatest things I ever did in my life. So uh, I'm a huge fan of the sport. You know that. Um, it was kind of cool seeing a female ref uh, on the field. Uh, I thought that was great. I think that was inspiring. Uh, I saw that she made it into a commercial or two. I thought the commercials were kind of off. I liked the Bruce Springsteen Jeep commercial. I think it's very optimistic Um, meeting in the middle, something I've talked about many, many times. The problem is, is that we have one party that doesn't believe the middle should exist, right? We have one party that believes that either you're with us or you're not, And um, even within their own ranks, you can't disagree, especially when you're talking about the cult leader. And then you have the Democratic Party, which is willing to meet you in the middle, but they don't have an honest broker on the other side to talk to. But I love that commercial. I love the sentiment of it. Now I'm going to have to drive across country and go to that place at some point in my life. Um, And I bet you that place is going to be packed. Uh, this summer when, you know, people start traveling again after they get their vaccines and st- say, got to get out of here. I got to go, 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 go Rome. So, um, but I thought that that was an interesting commercial. I, I, you know, people are talking, uh, you know, bad about that Toyota commercial with the swimmer. I thought it was touching. I thought it was great. I, I think they probably could have executed, executed a little bit better, but the, the, the message was great. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It kind of got me. And because I didn't have a Super Bowl party, this is the first year I actually watched the commercials. I mean, I, I got to see the entire you know game, every every second of it. And uh, I watched all the commercials for the most part, um, which was the only bonus of not having a house full of people. Um, you know, it's usually, it's the last party I threw before COVID. Uh, I've said this before. I mean, I, I think about the, the events leading up to COVID and the big things I did. You know, this time last year, and the Super Bowl party obviously was one of them. And then the last great thing I did was go to a Billy Joel concert in February um, at the Garden. So, uh, Super Bowl uh, is behind us. Now we have this long, dark winter ahead of us. And hopefully, this vaccination gets rolling because, from what I am hearing, it is really not a question now of actually the logistics of getting the needles in the arms of people, it's supply of the vaccine. And if we can get that supply of the vaccine in the hands of medical providers, we will vaccinate this country by the summer. That's what I was told today in a briefing that I attended. So um, I'm excited about that. I, I just hope that we can get the supply. I hope we can get it up. And I know that Joe, Joe Biden and the Biden administration will do everything they can to to do that. So let me talk briefly about uh, this um, impeachment trial that begins uh, tomorrow or today, I'm sorry. I'm recording this on Monday night. It's airing on Tuesday. You might be listening to it on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. I, I You know, I have pretty much steady listenership from the day it comes out till the next one. <laughs> you might be listening to this two weeks after it's over, for all I know. How you doing? You missed it. Um, so I'm not holding my breath that Republicans are going to grow a spine or have a conscience, or put country first. Even the, the you know, there's four or five of them now that have announced they're not running for re-election. There's a couple of them that are so old, you have to imagine they're not running for re-election. I'm not, I'm not thinking that they're going to grow a spine. The constitutional argument now has been shot down by their own attorneys. It is, you know, it was, it was, it was an article in the Wall Street Journal on Monday Not an article, an opinion piece by a noted conservative attorney who is on the payroll of Ted Cruz and um, uh, uh, leader, uh, the minority leader, Kevin McCarthy in in the House of him dropping his name. He's so irrelevant. Um, And this man wrote it, wrote an op-ed saying, no, of course you can try the president, convict the president after he's left office. Donald Trump, that is the former president. Of course you can do that, and he gave he laid out the case for why you can do that. This is not some wishy-washy liberal. This is a conservative lawyer on Kevin McCarthy's payroll who was an advisor to Ted Cruz, a man who is, you know, the principal spineless wonder seditionist in the Senate. Um, it is, um, you know, look, their people have said it. That argument, you know, that it's unconstitutional has been torn to shreds by conservative lawyers now at this point it is time for these people to say what the president did was wrong and we're going to hold them accountable for it, but don't hold your breath. They won't. The only way we are going to get justice in this country is if we continue to vote Republicans out. And and it's a dangerous, dangerous time uh, coming up. The next couple of years are going to be redistricting years and Republicans, unfortunately, control too many states where that's going to matter. And you're going to see I think the Democrats be put at a significant disadvantage going into uh, 2022 in the House. Uh, I think the Senate playing field is actually looking pretty good for the Democrats at this point. Lots of open seats. The lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania announced on Monday that he will be seeking the Senate seat. The guy looks like a pro wrestler. I'm pretty excited about that. I think he's going to win. He's an outspoken. It's kind of funny. It's like if Trump was a reasonable science-believing, fact-acknowledging, liberal Democrat, he would be the lieutenant governor of Michigan. He kind of reminds me of Jesse. The, he looks like Jesse the Body Ventura. Uh, I think he's perfect for that race. He's going to win. I, I'm, I'm putting that in the D column. That's a pickup. Uh, so let's get ready for that race. Uh, so, you know, it, it, the, the Senate map looks good, right, or decent, winnable, right? The Democrats could hold the Senate and lose the House, Uh, you know, let's see what happens, right? But this redistricting is going to be a fight and people have got to be active. Uh, If you're listening to this and you live in Wisconsin or Michigan or Ohio or Texas or Florida, you've got to become an activist. You've got to get out there and you've got to fight against this gerrymandering. And I, I think that the Senate, the United States Senate in this country needs to, you know, wake up to the fact that the Senate isn't what it used to be. And the filibuster is going to make it harder for Democrats to win elections for 10 years. And I think we need to pass HR one. We need to pass John Lewis uh, Voting Rights Act. We need to do that now. And the only way we're going to do that is if we get rid of the filibuster. Because Mitch McConnell's never going to let that get passed. Because that will just give Republicans—it gives Republicans an edge. It allows for this minority rule in this country— all across this country, in states where Democrats won close elections, Republicans are introducing legislation to try to make it harder for people to vote because they know when people vote, they lose. It happened in Georgia. It happened in Arizona, two Republican states that are, Arizona's trending purple, right? It's trending purple because over the last couple of years, they've made it easier for people to vote. They're going to try to make it harder for people to vote now. They're also trying to make it so that, you know, the, the state legislature could just overturn the results of presidential elections if they want. In the future. I don't think that's going to go anywhere. But they're trying. So, you know, the, the fight is, is hard. And the fight is here. And we need to do everything we can to support that effort. So, you have to be an activist. If you live in Florida. You live in California. You live in, not California. Texas. Uh, California has a commission, right? They're going to lose a seat in the Congress. More than likely. Uh, they have a commission. And that commission makes the districts. Without any real gerrymandering involved. Um, but in Florida... It's all gerrymandering all the time. They're picking up at least one, maybe two seats. Texas is picking up one, maybe two seats, all gerrymandering all the time. We've got to be activists. We've got to shine a bright light on what they're doing. Political gerrymandering should not be allowed. We need to pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, and we're not going to do it if Kristen Cinema. And Joe Manchin refused to acknowledge that the Republicans do not wish to govern. They wish to obstruct. They do not care about the rights of the majority. They want minority rule in this country. And I get it, Joe. You said you'd keep it, but these people have gone too far. They're seditionists. And I think, I think Kristen Sinema will come around. Um, I, I've met her before. I, I, I think she's a smart, uh, caring person who's thoughtful. I think Joe Manchin is great but you can't just be relying on these relics of the past. I get it you're from West Virginia. You got four more years before you got to run again. Nobody's going to care about a procedural vote. Okay? It's time it is time to allow for the American people to make the choice of who governs them, not the other way around. These these Republicans want to choose their voters and not the other way around, and we can't allow that. And if we don't block you know these states from doing this partisan gerrymandering. It's going to be really bad and it's going to be almost impossible for the Democrats to win back the House, keep the House of Representatives and maybe even win it for the next 10 years. So Manchin, Cinema, anybody else out there that's kind of waffling on whether or not the filibuster, look, maybe we don't eliminate the filibuster for everything. Maybe we decide that there's a rule that you can eliminate the filibuster on individual items like the minimum wage, like the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, we got to do it. It's got to be done. This is not an option. Okay. We have to figure out a way to do this between before we lose the Senate or before we lose the house, we've got to do it. We've got to fix this system. It's broken. And this broken system is just, you know, it's literally just a couple of votes away from Donald Trump getting his way a month ago and that insurrection actually working. So, you know. Let's let's be real here. The Senate isn't what it used to be. It's not even what it was when I worked there, which wasn't even that long ago. It's not the same. You don't have people coming together and making deals. And I get it. There were ten Republicans went to the White House last week, tried to make a deal. Maybe there'll be, you know, five or six of them that'll make deals here and there. But you know, to get ten of them, it's going to be very difficult. Even with these retirements that are happening, it's going to be very very difficult to get ten Republicans to to agree on anything with the Democrats. Especially things like voting rights. Especially things like ending gerrymandering. So we need to get rid of the filibuster. And I say this every week. So big week. Every week is going to be a big week. Uh, you know, I don't want this trial to drag on. Because these Republicans have no spine. And they won't convict him anyway. Uh, so we're going to drag it on. We're going to slow the Biden, the, the Biden agenda. But they look, they, they've passed the budget resolution that will allow them, in a couple of weeks when they write the budget, to to pass it through reconciliation without Republican support. I think that's great because, you know, the Republican deal wasn't good. And Joe Biden needs to go big. Sorry. I'd rather throw more money at it than less. And I don't want to ever hear Republicans tell me about deficits again. We've talked about this before. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it again right now. Uh, Look for my episode with Stephanie Kelton a couple of weeks ago or go read her book. Uh, It's a very good one, The Deficit Myth. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's not a, it's, it, it, you know, we got to throw the, we got to throw money at it or we're not going to have anything left. So we're not gonna have any left, anything left to throw money at. And, uh, there are a lot of people hurting in this country, a lot of state and local governments hurting in this country, a lot of small businesses hurting in this country and definitely a lot of individuals hurting in this country. So let's figure out a way to get them back on the feet, their feet and giving them some money so that they can spend it and that they don't have to go to work uh, until they get vaccinated. That would be a good thing. Then we can get this virus under control and we could reopen the economy and we won't have to have another one of these. So we just got to tide people over a couple of more months. We're almost there. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Don't, you know, don't rush. It's going to be okay. We're going to get there. All right. I got a great guest for you. Ellis Hennigan, a uh, good friend of mine, uh, author columnist. You've heard him before. Uh, we're just shooting the breeze about everything going on here. Great interview. Stick around for that. And then I'll be right. I'll be back at the end of it to uh, wrap up the show. And again, thank you so much for all the support, telling your friends about this podcast and following me on Twitter, at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, Christopher Hahn NY on Instagram. You know, if you like the show, tell a friend, tell me, tweet at me. Let me know what you think. And if you got an idea for a show, a topic you want me to espouse on, I'm happy to try to work it out. You can also go to christopherhan.com. There's an email link for you there. All right, stick around. Here's Ellis.
2: Joining me now, Ellis Hennigan
3: is a nationally renowned author and columnist and political pundit you see all over the media, and he's a frequent guest of mine. Ellis, how you doing? Good. You're not cancel culturaling me, are you? No, 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 no. I mean, I know, I know that you and I are both old white guys, but you're not canceled from this show, brother.
1: <laughs> I keep hearing, I keep hearing about this cancel culture.
3: Apparently, what it means is no matter what you say, you can't be held
1: responsible
3: for. I, I mean, all but eleven Republicans today decided that Marjorie Taylor Greene would not be canceled; that they were going to stay with her no matter what. I think that if anybody should be canceled, it's it's her. R- wrong or no?
1: I think you've got me in a place where I'm going to start demanding more canceling. Yeah, listen, uh, listen. I think we ought to be able to unwind this a little bit. We do not want to live in a world where everybody is on pins and needles about every single syllable they say. No, I, agree
3: I agree hundred. I agree hundred percent. You and I am sure if you go back, anyone. yeah. I mean, if you go back through our year, I mean, I'm, I'm decades now of being in the media. I, I I'm sure I said something that pissed somebody off.
1: Yeah. And and listen, you know, we we work live. We work without a net. I mean, I don't know how many hours a week you're you're jabbering in front of a microphone somewhere. Right. You know, there is some chance that you're going to make a slip of the tongue. We are all human. We do need to understand that. But that is not the same thing as somebody who calls for the shooting the the speaker of the house in the face or coming up with a pretense that – that that school shootings didn't happen. That nine eleven is a hoax. Could go on and on with the list. These are not mere slips of the tongue that someone is being held uh, unfairly responsible for. This is a full belief system that is simply abhorrent,
3: Chris. Right, right. It's it's a ridiculousness that you know should have been renounced by every. They shouldn't. It shouldn't have come to a vote. the The leader of the House Republican should have just removed her from committees. What she said was as bad, if not worse as, uh, you know, uh, Congressman King from Iowa. I don't want to confuse him with Pete King of New York. Uh, Congressman Steve King of Iowa had said, and they removed him from the committees. Yeah. I understand.
1: it is We ought to, a Congress ought to be slow to tell citizens of a congressional district who they choose to represent them. I, I, I get that. And maybe, you know, maybe you shouldn't be able to throw somebody out of Congress, but you can certainly, you can certainly say, well, listen, you guys can send whatever idiot you want, but there is some threshold, some kind of crazy, violent person that we're not going to put on committees. We're not going to give positions of responsibility to. To me, that seems pretty reasonable.
3: And, and this is, seems to me to be, you know, the perfect example of that. Like, this is a woman who, you know, I mean, the thing she said, the thing she's done, right? She's She's harassed victims of high school shootings. In the halls of Congress as they came to lobby for something they believed in. That is, the kind of person shouldn't be in the House. I'm sorry. Yeah. What is your reason? I'm wrestling
1: with this stuff. I About mean, I mean, is someone like, like like her, I mean, does she believe all of this stuff? Is she just doesn't think? Is it uh, is, is an efficient amount of brainwashing? Is it simply, well, you know, that's on my tribe, and so I guess I should embrace it? Because the stuff is... So crazy. It's not just like reasonable people disagreeing on
3: policy. I mean, what's what's that thing with the the. Hillary Clinton stole the face of a child. Yeah, and wore it as a mask. Oh, what about Jewish space lasers, start, lasers oh. starting the California wildfire? What is that? Right. What is a Jewish space laser? Is that like a lightsaber? Because you know Steven Spielberg invented that. That's a, I guess a Jewish space <laughs> laser. <laughs> but, Where do I get one? Because I, you know, I'm half Jewish. Do I get one? Like, <laughs> uh, you get you get you get half a laser, right? <laughs> a very slow laser. Yeah, so I get a slow half laser? It doesn't start fires, but if you need to light a cigarette or something, you're good with it.
1: But but it it to me it's an
3: interesting question. Uh, I mean, listen, I understand diversity of views, but 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 do people believe
1: that really? I mean, that's a, that's that's
3: bordering on mental illness. I it's think. it's that's it, not it's a disagreement. It's it's and and if it's a some kind of performance art, it's it should just be you know this should just be rebuked by everyone, right? Because it's this is nonsense, and the reason why. I think you tell me what you think, Ellis. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think leader uh, uh, Kevin McConnell didn't get rid of her because, quite frankly, he knew that the Democrats would do it. And he didn't want to have to do it because he's weak and he's scared and he's a coward and he has no conviction at all. And there's an audience for it. Uh, McCarthy. I I called him I called him Leader McConnell. Sorry, Kevin McCarthy. Sorry. It is, it is, there's an audience for it, and it is at the core of the party, and
1: they are the activists, and they are the ones with energy, yep. and she got a big embrace by the, the man who refers to himself now, not as, the for, not as the former president, but as the 45th president, leaving open the idea that maybe he's still the president.
3: Yeah, 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 he's such a dope. You noticed that? Yeah, it's I did, I did, I noticed that. History. I definitely want to talk to you about his letter to SAG-AFTRA. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that was. I mean, I, when I first read it, I'm like, "This is a joke, right? This is like this is like a comedy sketch that somebody's doing. This this somebody wrote this. <laughs> it's like, oh, I mean, the hubris of that man. Yeah, no, she did get the warm embrace from Trump, but 11, 11 House Republicans, which were more than the ten that voted to remove him, including one, uh, from Staten Island, a uh, new member, Malia Takis who voted, uh, who, who, who did not vote to impeach, but voted to remove Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, from her committees. Um, but interestingly, Liz Cheney did not vote to remove Marjorie Taylor Greene from her committees. They're standing on this, well, you know, the majority should be doing it.
1: Well, yes, I mean, the majority should be doing it, but the majority wouldn't. Right. So where, where does that leave you? You
3: know? Yeah, I mean, this is just, you know, I, I look, here's what I think is going to happen now. So if the Republicans take the House in 2022, and by the way, I don't think that's a foregone conclusion, the, the craziness that's happening with these people right now. Um, I know there'll be some redistricting that will make it harder for Democrats to hold the House. But uh, this kind of insanity with QAnon conspiracies doesn't play well with everybody. The economy is going to get better. There can be a lot of reasons why the Democrats should be in a good position in 2022, but for gerrymandering. Um, You know, it it makes me wonder, you know, where this goes, right? Will the Republicans now take revenge using some sort of weird right wing websites version of something that a Democrat says down the road?
1: It's not over. I'll tell you this, and it's not just one woman in Georgia. There is there is a lot of this out there, and you know, some of us are insulated from it because we just don't, you know, run into that many people who right. actually say that stuff. But, but I. I think there's they could be ten of them in in the next cycle. I, yeah. don't, I don't think we're. I mean, remember the Tea Party, and that was a lesser version of this. Yeah. But you know, it eventually ran out of gas. I guess, although in a way, it kind of morphed into to, to Trumpism. But I don't think we're. I don't think we're anywhere near it. In part, and maybe this is the part where Dems need to need to look in the mirror a little bit. In part, it is responding to some life realities. Of people who do feel disaffected, do feel that they don't have opportunities. Right. Kids are not going to do better than they are. That their job skills are not of use in the economy anymore. And we got to come up with some better answers for those people because otherwise they are going to retreat into some of this craziness.
3: Yeah, it is insane. Impeachment hearing coming. Excuse me, impeachment trial starting <laughs> on Monday in the United States Senate. It's going to dominate uh, all of our attention for the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, just give me your opening thoughts on what do you think is going to happen here?
1: Well, I'm so bummed that the president doesn't want to testify. I would assume if he wanted to get out there and explain how he's still the president. I'm shocked. uh, How the election was stolen and the Dems were happy to have him be the opening witness. And uh, now he's saying, no, he doesn't want to come because it's not
3: legitimate. (laughs) He doesn't want to come because they would have, they would have like either put him in a mask or put him in like a plexiglass cage like they do in Russia. (laughs)
1: Or even worse, they might have asked him some questions. Yeah. Where's the evidence of all of these wild claims that uh,
3: you've been making? First question I would have asked him was, who won the 2020 election for president of the United
1: States?
3: (laughs) That would be the first question I ask.
1: Yeah, it's going to be wild. I mean, my hope is that we don't get far away from the, the January 6th insurrection attack on the Capitol. I mean, as long as you
3: just keep talking about that
1: somebody's got to take some responsibility for that.
3: It didn't happen out of the blue. There's got to be there's consequences, random- right? There's got to be consequences for this. This well, just can't just be these guys going to jail who did it. There are people who spurred them on. Right. It wasn't a
1: random gathering in right. Washington. I mean, and, and we're learning more and more detail about its organization. We know where the inspiration comes from. My God, those quotes from uh, from Trump uh, on, on the ellipse just, uh, just an hour before those attacks occurred, I mean, it's pretty damning under, and the standards, as you know, in a in an impeachment trial are far looser than in a criminal court. Yeah. But people get convicted all the time
3: based on that kind of evidence. I, I agree, and I and and frankly, people need to grow backbones, right? I, I expect there to be some Republicans that we know that there are five that are open to voting for him, mm-hmm. and there might be more. Frankly. Uh, you know, I don't like this cop out there taking about, well, he's not president anymore. We have lots of precedent that impeachment happens when people have left office. That, this is not a new thing. It's in fact, you know, the the example that the founders pulled this from, which comes right out of England, was a governor of India. So it's a it's you know, there's definitely issues here that have happened in the past. And, and there's precedent that shows that you can impeach and remove and convict uh, presidents who are no longer president.
1: Also, by the way, he was still the president when he was impeached. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, and the reason this delay happened, at least in part, was the Republicans in the Senate delaying the scheduling, but I think the Dems were ready to roll. So it can't be that you can just delay your way out of the issue.
3: Yeah, no, it surely can't, but it's going to be a circus, I think, to some extent. I, I mean, his lawyer, you know, his lawyers are going to put on the defense that, you know, he won the election. I think that that seems to be what they want to do.
1: Well, that's certainly what he wants them to do. And the replacing of the lawyers, uh, you know, getting rid of the old team and bringing in the new team certainly makes you have the feel that, yeah, they'll make that constitutional argument. And in the end, that provides the fig leaf for all the Republicans who know they really ought to vote for conviction, but won't. Right. They say, so, well, I'm doing for this high minded constitutional principle, but I don't think that really fools that many
3: people. No, I don't think it fools anybody. And, and, uh, you know, I just hope voters hold these people accountable. I'm, I'm really interested to see what these retiring Republican senators do. You know, they know what happened here. They know why this happened. Their lives were in, in danger, too. Their staffs had to hid, hide under desks and in closets and run for their lives. Um, I would expect some of these people to grow some conscious, conscience and actually, you know, do the right thing for once in their lives.
1: I hear you. I hope you're right. But I have to say, <laughs> I've been a little disappointed on yeah, you the past couple of years. It just you know? seems
3: they every time they get an opportunity, they, they just don't take it. It's It feels like it's coming. You no, know it's
1: coming. It's the right thing. But uh, listen, I'm actually pretty cheery about Biden, though. Can I tell you
3: that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a few minutes left. I mean, you know, I, for one— feel like everything's normal right now we're not i'm not waking up in the morning looking at twitter to see uh, a crazy tweet from the president um i feel better yeah
1: and he's doing good i mean he's getting the people in the tone has been good he's certainly reaching out to trying to get the bipartisan support i think that this uh, this this covet plan is going to go through and it's going to be big yeah huge it's gonna help some people the economy, I mean, uh, my goodness, I'm, I, I could now retire when I'm about 97. To, uh, March, <laughs> doing what it's doing, you know, instead of 108, like I was thinking. People like us never retire because we like Well, I, do. never, <laughs> I, never <laughs> never I don't retire. feel like so I work now. But at least I won't have to live on the single wide trailer when I'm old. <laughs> exactly.
3: Well, they don't let single wide trailers in lower Manhattan,
1: uh, Ellis.
3: <laughs> that, 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 that may be true. But
1: no, no, no. I, listen, I'm tired of being bleak. I want to have some stuff to smile about. And I do feel like we're getting back on some kind of level of sanity here. I- I'm not going to agree with every single thing, and you're not either. Right. But you know what? At least we can go back to debating and having reasonable conversations about how we make this a better country and how we solve some of these problems we have. And, you know, maybe we can even find some stuff we can agree
3: on. That would be nice. I think that'd be great. And, I, you know, the, the fact that these 10 Republicans, I don't like the offer they made, but the fact that yep. they made an offer— uh is a step in the right direction i mean their offer was horrible but it was a step in the right direction and they went to the white house and they had a conversation and maybe down the road there'll be opportunities to make deals and i, I you know i used to like that about being working in government making deals with the other side right. let's
1: find some stuff we can we can agree on here and you know maybe we'll both be a little unhappy and like, you're just talking about normal life chris i mean it's not that crazy it's not that hard to imagine
3: yeah, but, uh, it, it's not that hard I mean, to imagine. But God, when you see, you know, all but 11 Republicans support this Marjorie Taylor Greene tonight, yeah. it just makes me say, God, can we ever get past this deep partisan divide? I just I don't I don't know. Those 11 Republicans probably have no place in the Republican Party anyway. They should cross the aisle right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, keep up your spirits, man. My spirits are high. They're always high when I see you. Po- closing thoughts. Best thing that's happened in the last three weeks for you?
1: Um, Honest to God, I think to have a government that is going to provide some kind of rational response to COVID, letting the scientists decide how to cure it and get us out of it, and getting government to help the people who are suffering. If you can get those two things done... I'll smile all the way till the summer.
3: Well, there you go. Ellis Hennigan, always great to have you on. He's at Hennigan on Twitter. Hennekin.com for all your Ellis Hennigan needs. Thanks for having Thanks for coming on, Ellis.
0: When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice.
1: Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac?
2: I always loved talking to Ellis. I've been talking to Ellis a
3: long time. I don't know if you noticed that. Long before I was a media type, uh, back when I actually worked in politics, I've known Ellis since I was a kid, man. When I ran for office, when I was in my, like when I was like 22, <laughs> when I ran a campaign in my early 20s, uh, I've known him. I talked to him when I was in jobs. You know, he's just a guy I've known for a long time, and uh, we've done a lot of media together over the years. So I hope you enjoy. Hearing two guys uh, who've known each other a long time talking about politics, something that they both love and can't get enough of. So it's going to be one of those you know weeks where there's going to be a lot of politics, enough to go around, right? You're going to have uh, the impeachment trial. Um, we're going to see what happens with the Biden agenda. You know, people determining, you know, there's this whole, you know, do we means test the, uh, the, the checks that are going to be going out to Americans you know, I, I think there'll be some means test. I don't know if it's going to be everything Joe Manchin wants. I'm hopeful that Joe Manchin won't, you know, block it. I don't understand this fight over the minimum wage. You would think minimum wage is a very—increasing minimum wage is, like, almost universally popular. Most people support it. You would think that Joe Manchin, who— you know, comes from a state where $15 an hour would actually make you middle class, right? $15 an hour in New York is not making you you middle class. In fact, most of New York will be at $15 an hour anyway. $15 an hour in in West Virginia, uh, what's the cost of living in West Virginia? It's significantly less than it is in New York or California or Texas or Florida or, you know, DC Metro. Uh, This would be a great thing for most of his constituents. And, And we'll talk about a state with a lot of poverty, uh, West Virginia is a state with a ton of poverty. So I, I get that he's concerned that, you know, this would be a, a, an exponential jump for most businesses, but you know, nobody's saying it's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to be a phase in. And we've all seen the studies. If wages had kept up with productivity, minimum wage would be in the twenties an hour. It'd be, it'd be well over $20 an hour. So $15 doesn't seem to be enough for me. Uh, I think that people, if you work 40 hours a week, you should be able to afford a house and a car and a life for your family. And, you know, so I, you know, I know Joe, Joe Manchin believes that too. So I'm hopeful that there'll be some sort of compromise on minimum wage. Perhaps he's holding out for something else on some other thing. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me that anybody would be opposed to it. You know, I get that there are Republicans that think they're the chamber of commerce type Republicans that don't want to see workers get more wages. I've got news for those Republicans. That kind of Republicanism does not exist anymore. And you should just leave your party and start a new party because, The party you belong to is a cult of personality where the cult leader actually supports raising the minimum wage, right? He's a populist on things like that. He supports the big checks. He supports deficit spending. He supports raising the minimum wage. These are things that Donald Trump has espoused, and his cult followers will go along with it. Now, the only thing you really have to do to stay in the cult is pledge allegiance to their god, Donald Trump. So... But you know, don't fight me on the minimum wage and try to pretend that you have some sort of ideology. That there's no place for you in your party anymore. That doesn't that doesn't exist. It's unpopular even among Republicans. So I'm hopeful that uh, we'll get past the minimum wage. We'll get past all these fights about you know means testing uh, the the support that people would be getting during COVID relief. You know, let's figure it out. Uh, I'm all for those conversations. Don't be fooled. You know, the media will try to do a Dems and Disarray kind of uh, narrative about infighting within the party about these things. It's okay to have a debate about these things. Just, we have a deadline of March 14th. That's when people's aid runs out in this country, particularly unemployment benefits. And we've got to make sure we get it done by then. And I believe we will. We could have all the debates we want as long as we're voting before March 14th and getting it done so people will not have to be worried about their, you know, putting food on their table in this country, right? Worried about making their rent payment, worried about, man, do I have to go out? Uh, You know, should I go and and drive an Uber to make ends meet? Uh, I know it, I, I, you know, I know I have health risks with COVID. I haven't gotten my shot yet. You know, we have to figure it out so that these people don't have to put themselves in these awkward situations. And I think, and I, you know what, I'm, I'm confident we will. So you'll see the narratives. You'll see the stories, especially if you, you know, Politico, the New York Times. They love to run these Dems in disarray, infighting within the Democratic Party. Ken Schumer hold the caucus together? Will Nancy Pelosi hold on? You'll see all of these stories in the next three weeks, and then there'll be a vote on, like, I don't know, March 12th, and it'll pass with... All of the Democrats supporting it in both chambers, both the House and the Senate. So get ready, that'll happen. All right, I think you've had enough of me for one week. A nice short and sweet pod. Uh, I really do appreciate all the support uh, you've been giving me. Keep it up. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Hope you enjoy the podcast. That's why I do it. I enjoy doing it. I hope you enjoy listening to it. Uh, and you know, check out my radio show if you can. If you're in those markets uh, in New York and Florida and. Michigan and Wisconsin and Idaho and Texas and I got, I'm in a bunch of other places now too. So, check me out uh, at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, Christopher Hahn NY on Instagram, and ChristopherHan.com is my website that I rarely update, but it links to all those other things. And there's an email if you want to email me. I read it. I read the emails. All right. I want to remind you now, as I always do, to seek the truth, question everyone and everything, even me. Seek the truth. You know, I know it's out there, and I know you'll find it if you look for it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast.
0: When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice.
1: Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a
2: cul-de-sac?
1: It's literally a dead end.
0: But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best.
2: Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here.
0: REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated.
2: For over 130 years...